Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the In No Hurry podcast. This is your host, Colt Douglas Claiborne. Happy to be back with you guys this week for another episode. I'm excited to introduce you to one of my Sports Spectrum colleagues, Leah Montgomery. Leah handles all of our social media and marketing stuff. And you'll get to hear her story this week about her love for sports, her love for media, photography, social media, all of that. And she's got a really cool charity event that she does around the holidays that she'll explain toward the end of the conversation. I've enjoyed getting to know Leah over the last few years since we've been working together and definitely enjoyed catching up with her on this conversation, really learned a lot about her. I think you guys will enjoy hearing her story and hearing her talk about her love of sports and kind of how her career has been shaped and just her love for the Lord as well. So hope you guys enjoy it. Here is my conversation with Leah Montgomery. Well, I'm excited to be joined by my Sports Spectrum colleague, Leah Montgomery. Leah, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, how goes it? It's good. Uh, It's been a busy week, busy couple months, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, excited to chat with you. Most of our conversation is done through text message, so excited to sit across from you on a Zoom call and chat with you a little bit. Uh, But just... Yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about who you are. I know you you are a Liberty graduate. My wife also holds a degree from Liberty. Uh, you and I have both talked about how much we love the city of Lynchburg, uh, especially White, White Heart Cafe, uh, coffee shop. It's one of my favorite places. But tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, you live in Ohio, but uh, kind of where did you grow up and how did you get into sports and that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, you live in Ohio now, right? Yes, I live okay. in Ohio, but I grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania, so about six hours from where I'm at right now. Um, Ohio and Pennsylvania are very similar, so it doesn't feel too, too much different from where I grew up. But um, I grew up going to a small Christian school, played all of the sports possible, did all of the activities possible. Um, basketball was my number one. Oddly enough, I'm only five, five foot two, uh, but basketball was just, I don't know, I don't even remember what it was but I started playing in like fifth grade you know it's little rec leagues where you're like kind of playing but you're not really yeah Um, but I loved it and always wanted to do more with it but limitations from resources and my skills with it my height a lot of things so uh loved the game but the game didn't necessarily love me in the same way to go further than high school uh and always always loved photography as well um I was like our student teacher's assistant um in high school for photography and so I never imagined I'd be where I'm at now (laughs) knowing those things then it was never like hey, I really love sports and media. I want to do that together. It was very much, I wanted to go into school pre-law. I did enroll in Liberty University pre-law. Got there. This summer before my my freshman year of college, I followed, shadowed uh, a lawyer and realized how cutthroat it can be. Uh, And I'm more of an emotional person. You can ask my friends or my husband about that. But I was just like, I don't think I can ask a lot of questions. Uh, I'm very competitive. So those are reasons I thought I would do well at that and like it, but I just, that wasn't for me. And so I changed to business uh, project management because it appealed to me because you got everything. You got a little bit of HR, you got a little bit of marketing, you got a little bit of um, finance, accounting, 
but it was kind of like, hey, if I'm not going to do this law path, I need something that's kind of generic that could apply to a lot of things. I feel like business-wise, I would do pretty well. Like in high school, I got my LLC for photography. So I kind of like, was like, okay, I could do the business thing. Photography was fun, but never was like, oh, this is going to be my career. Um, And I, I just remember being like with a bunch of friends in college and taking photos of them and then being like, you should do this. Like you should charge people for this. And I had done a couple of shoots, but never really like thought anything of it. Um, and then a girl in my hall worked for Liberty Champion, which is the newspaper on campus. And I was talking to her and I could do my like Christian community service through it. Okay. And so I wouldn't get paid for it. It was more fun to me than doing some of the other service opportunities. So I was like, okay, why not? Um, so I started doing that with her and then I always would choose the sports assignments because going to sporting events, playing sports growing up was always fun for me. Uh, and then started talking to our editor and the the staff editor as well. They were like, hey, you really seem to like this. You have a good eye. Have you thought about doing this? I'm like, no, <laughs> uh, never did I ever think like, I don't know, maybe like weddings or something, because I had heard my my former photography teacher talk about that, but never was like sports photographer, uh, and then ended up becoming the assistant editor and then the editor uh, for photo for the newspaper throughout my college experience, and always would choose the sports assignments um, and realized that there was a place, I think it was like freshman or sophomore year, where I was like, I didn't get to go any further with basketball. Um like I thought, but somehow I'm still sitting courtside just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that was like, okay, God, like this is the epitome of your plan is way better than I could have ever dreamed. And I get to do this. I'm getting paid to do this. Um, maybe this is what I want to do. And so from there ended up um, doing weddings full time for probably like, I want to say like eight months. Okay. And it was fun, um, but it wasn't sports. And then I applied for a job for the Liberty photo team, which often when you went for events for the champion, the staff photographers were there. And I always thought they were the coolest people. (laughs) Like, this is your job. You get to do this like full time. Um, I was honestly intimidated by them. And if any of them hear this, they'll think it's hilarious. But I was intimidated by them. Like, that is what I wanted to do, but never thought I'd like actually get that um interviewed with them didn't hear back for I think it was like two weeks and was kind of like uh eh, like maybe it's not for me maybe I don't want to be tied down to working for an organization I just want the freedom of freelance like maybe maybe it's fine and then ended up hearing back had a second interview and then uh <laughs> literally I think it was like 20 minutes after that second interview I had left and had a voicemail from their their hiring manager and was like, hey, we wanted to offer you the position. Here's the salary. Here's all the things. Let us know. And I just remember sitting in my car downtown Lynchburg being like, wait, do I want this? Like, I just convinced myself I didn't. And I'm so glad I accepted that because that was like the epitome of like how the story folds from there. Yeah. Um, so that's like kind of like further back a little bit of yeah. like history and story but that's how I ended up getting into the sports photography side of it that's really awesome that's a really cool story and it, it's cool to see how God works because like you said I mean we had these plans of like 
you know, how we see things going. And oftentimes that doesn't really pan out in the way that we think it is. And then God has something better. That was sort of how my, my entrance into sports media too. It was, you know, I, I'm, I'm five foot seven, which as a male, you can't really do a lot of sports at that height. You know, I wanted to play baseball. couldn't really hit the baseball that far. Couldn't really play basketball pretty short. So tennis was the one sport that I was good at and I could play that, but still not at a super high level, but nonetheless, yeah, sports media gives you that opportunity to be close to the game in a, in a different way. Um, and so now you're with Sports Spectrum. I think you you and I started kind of around the same time, pretty close to each other. Uh, what's been some of the most rewarding? What are, what have been some of the most rewarding things or just experiences that you've had uh, in your time with Sports Spectrum and, and professional athletes outreach? Because you've gotten to do a lot of cool things. I'm just part time. You're you're full time. You get to do a lot of the cool stuff that I don't get to do. So I, I get to live vicariously through the photos you post. But I know you've had a ton of opportunities to go to places, shoot photos with college and professional athletes. Uh, just as you reflect on the last you know few years that you've been with with the company, what are some things that stick out to you? Yeah, I think just knowing that Sports Spectrum exists. Um, didn't really know a ton about them before one of um, one of my friends kind of opened my eyes to, hey, here's where Faith and Sports connect, and they're an entire brand and organization that that's what they focus on. Um, I worked at Liberty, obviously, so that was a Christian environment, but that was working for a specific team. Um, I've shot freelance for USA Today for a few years, and I worked at University of Maryland for about a year uh, back in 2020. And so I've seen what it's like being working for a team, but not ever before in a space where it's not working for a team, it's not working for a company like USA Today, but it's an entire media organization that has that element of faith but also is seeing athletes as not just athletes. Like you are a believer in Christ first and you're an athlete second and seeing them as people and telling their stories as people, uh, which I think is beautiful because we often see athletes and celebrities as these figures put up on a pedestal and realizing the humanity of them is beautiful. And we can be so quick on social media and everywhere to just critique the crap out of whoever we're talking about. Um, but they're in a, a place where everything they're doing and saying and places they're going has a spotlight on them. And so especially when you say, I am a Christian or I believe in God or whatever, every single thing you do is judged <laughs> to a different extreme. But then realizing that they are humans, they are broken and sinners in need of a savior, just like every single one of us, and getting to tell their stories where they can share that and giving them a platform that they can share that on, mm -hmm. where a lot of times in interviews, they get cut out. The faith part gets cut out. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've interviewed and talked to athletes, whether in person or in Zoom or podcast or whatever. And they're like, yeah, the only reason I said yes to you guys is because you're not going to keep asking me the same questions. Yeah. And you're also going to let me talk about my faith and like, let me talk about my faith. But then I know I'll see it in the interview later. And that like breaks my heart because I've seen it happen. Like I've yeah. seen it happen, not necessarily working for Liberty, but for other organizations that I've done work with. You can just tell like, you know, we don't really want to touch that We or we can't touch that even if we'd want to. We just have to remain neutral that's unfortunate. And so this is a space that from podcast to website, to magazine, to social and everything in between Jesus is in and throughout all of that. And we're not going to cut out that part of the story. 
Yeah, that's something that that Jason has mentioned too, and and I think that that is where Sports Spectrum has a unique uh, place in the in the landscape of sports media because there are a lot of Christian athletes, and you may not know that just watching the traditional networks or reading the traditional networks because yeah, you don't always hear that. I mean, a lot of times guys will say, you know, athletes, guys and girls will say something after the game, you know, like I want to thank God, and you'll hear that, but rarely do you see a lot of depth to those kind of stories. So it is really cool that we get to do. Uh, well, who are some athletes? Cause I know you've gotten to meet some in person and you, and you've gotten to go places and shoot photos. Is there any athlete whose story in particular has stayed with you? Like maybe an athlete that you just, you didn't know their backstory. You didn't know their faith journey. And once you heard it, it was like, wow, they've got a really compelling story. Is there one or two athletes that you've heard that have really stood out to you in that way? Yeah, I wouldn't. The first that comes to mind uh, when you ask that question is not necessarily his story, but his demeanor and presence, uh, I think, would be Monty Williams with the Phoenix Suns. He just was the symbol of leadership that is something that you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He is a coach for an NBA team, former NBA player. Essentially, he could be as much of a jerk or little as a jerk or do anything he wants or say anything he wants, like to a certain degree, right? Like you are just in a place of like respect and leadership that whatever you say goes. And one thing that he did in our shoot with him um, that I was so impressed by, and I think I've told a lot of people in my personal life this, which was the epitome of a servant leader, um, which also comes from his story. So if you hear, go listen to his story. Um, just the humility that he has, his demeanor when he like walked up, he wanted to talk to us. He he made sure this happened. He was one of the people who said, I have told a thousand people no for interviews, but you guys, yes, because I know you'll let me talk about my faith. And I'm impressed with the work that I've seen you guys do. So we ended up getting there. We went out to Phoenix um, and it was kind of a play by ear situation. We didn't know where we would end up shooting him at. And then just there's still COVID restrictions. So then we had to be outside. And so we ended up going to the Phoenix practice area and we had to be outside though. So we're trying to find shade in the Phoenix sun and ended up finding a spot outdoor. It was really, it was really beautiful and it turned out good. Um, but he walked out and it's like, 80 something degrees we're like partially in the sun and he's like talking to us and as soon as we're done with the interview first of all I was already impressed by just like how calm and um, warm and welcoming he was to two strangers because our our writer John was out there as well Um, and he he was just like very welcoming to people who aren't the ESPNs who Mm -hmm. aren't the big names but um he ended up asking us like, do you guys need water or something? And I, I think I was like dying at that point. So I said, yes. And someone else on staff was like, Oh, I'll go get it. And he like, he turned and he was like, just kind of like disappeared. He didn't really say anything and came out with like an armful of whatever, like Gatorade, Powerade, whatever they had and water and said, I hope you guys like these and just like laid them out on the ground. <laughs> And I'm like, you are a coach for an NBA team. And like, you have so many other people literally out here that like would do that for you and even attempted to do that for you. That is not something you had to even touch. Like, and you did. And I just, that always has stuck in my head of like, not only did 
I enjoy meeting you and talking through your story and capturing photos for a magazine and other platforms, but also cameras off, you're still acting the same and you're still so willing to accommodate us and the epitome of servant leadership, which you see throughout the entire gospel, like the washing of feet. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, and it was just like a little glimpse. We we're only with him for maybe 45 minutes, but that was like, wow. Like I, I am very impressed by your demeanor on camera and off of camera, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And that turned out to be a beautiful cover story. And I think I talked the last time that I talked with Jason, when he was on my podcast last, I think it was right around the time. Cause he was sharing how that story, how that all came to be. Cause I think that was still during COVID. There were still, like you said, there were still some restrictions, weren't really sure if that was going to pan out. And he was talking about how God really opened the door for that. And so that's a really cool story because like you mentioned, there are some athletes that, and, and just people in sports who publicly, they may talk about their faith, but privately, they may not live it out as well as you would like to see them or do, you know, that sort of a thing. So when you hear a story of a guy like that, who is, who is genuine as it comes is really, really awesome to hear. So I appreciate you sharing that. Cause that's a, that's a really cool, like behind the scenes glimpse of how a story comes to be and, and what people are like. And so I guess, uh, I, I mentioned before we recorded that I do love to talk with creative people kind of about their creative process creative process. And you do some graphic design as well. Uh, a lot of the the branding that you see on Sports Spectrum, social media accounts is you're doing. And so you have you know a lot of creative uh, skills, a good creative eye. As you're setting up a photo shoot like that, you mentioned how you know there was beautiful imagery, which you're in Phoenix, there's you know beautiful scenery around you that helps. But when you go to someplace that maybe isn't as visually appealing, or you're just not sure what the what the setting is going to be, how do you go about constructing your shot, whether that's for a, a staged photo shoot like that, or even action shots, how do you go about uh, making the art of those images? Yeah, it's kind of a different process for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And we're trying to shape and mold to do those things better every single time. And I've been fortunate enough to kind of be mentored under a lot of great photographers, videographers, designers, just creative people where I can ask a lot of questions and figure out okay, why are we doing it this way? Or are we like thinking through it? And I think the the big thing comes back down to slowing down and being intentional and planning for the unknown, which is, sounds ridiculous. I'm a huge planner. So even planning for the unknown would be very on brand for me to do. But um, a lot of our shoots, for better or for worse, end up being spur of the moment. And so working we're working through a process right now of building a toolkit so that when we go to shoots or conferences and we're like, we're probably going to photograph someone, <laughs> we don't really fully know who, or we're going in a situation where, hey, I know I'm photographing Dalton Reisner, but I don't really know his full story yet. Even if you don't know the full story, you still know who they are, who they play for, where they're from. You can search social media is awesome in the way that you can search to kind of see like, okay, what are their interests? What are kind of some things I can learn about them from there and shape enough of it to have an understanding. And I think sometimes we can go into stories and just say, Hey, I don't fully know the story yet. So I don't know what the imagery will be, but you can learn enough about them even before you sit down for the interview to kind of have an idea. And so I think that's something we're working towards specifically in sports spectrum. Um, we did a shoot at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. 
this past when whenever is that this past fall I think we went out there um and pushing us to go above and beyond with intentionality so what do we want from this story and creating a mood board and creating like hey this is like what we want to recreate or I would like to take these elements and push it here because we know this team is about joy so we want like imagery of them being joyful together in Christ like it can it can be easy to want to um kind of like think through creative in a weird way of like should we just like put a bible in the photo because we're trying to just and I think sometimes that would work if that's something appropriate that somebody does and we can we can use that but you can elect emotions by the imagery that you use and so if you're talking about somebody's story uh I want us to get to a place where it's not smiley picture perfect all the time right like you know this, I know this, like, even as Christians, like, then your story is not seamless. It is not pain-free. It is not easy. (laughs) If anything, sometimes it feels harder, right? And so how do we depict that through somebody's story? If they're talking about, um, I had all of these struggles and then came to my breaking point and, like, well, trying to understand, like, okay, how do we convey identity like was your identity fully in sports so like what is some imagery that could convey that and kind of piece it together so it's a whole process um I think for personal work I do a lot more in depth I think at sports spectrum as a brand we're like working towards getting there as far as using the imagery to elect more emotion and feeling without any words present um because we do have those stories like if you've listened to and you've written some like if you've listened to any of these stories of these athletes and coaches and people in sports like it is not hey I came to know Christ and then everything was perfect or like Christianity equals perfection it doesn't right so how do we show the rawness and the emotion and the feelings and the brokenness but also the joy and the excitement and the security and the freedom like there's so like learning through those words so using words and seeing like how does that imagery like if something is super moody um dark lit and like you're just it it, it just brings different emotion than if it's something that's like bright airy and everyone's smiling so I'm kind of rambling at this point, but just the the creative process is always a process, right? Uh, I don't think there is a perfect way to do it for every single scenario. The creative process that you do for shooting an event um, versus shooting a concert versus shooting a wedding versus shooting a portrait session, um, studio session is all going to be different, but you have to adapt it to whoever your subject is. And if you don't adapt it for who you who your subject is or what your story is, you're not doing a justice to the bride, the athlete, the fill in the blank. Um, so I think making sure we're being intentional and consistent and thorough with everything that we're doing and making sure we're not, hey, let's just snap a couple of pictures or hey, let's just like create this thing. Um, one of my friends is a designer and she is super intentional and thorough in that way. Um, through, through the point of even like we were talking one time and she's talking about 
why would you use like script writing instead of like a script type typography instead of just like a regular typeface right mm-hmm. um and she's like because it adds an element of humanity to it and it adds an element of personalization to it and so the hope is if you go to sports spectrums banners you will see where faith and sports connect and like handwriting Mm -hmm. and that the point there is to just we all have a different story it's all personal so things like that like thinking through the detail of why would we use typography in like a handwritten theme in this one versus like not in a different one and it's trying trying to like elect that emotion from it thinking through the brand's personality we are all image bearers of christ his name is written on our, you know, so all that process, all the different elements. Um, but yeah, every single one is different. And I think it's just important that we make sure we're intentional and thorough with it instead of just making cool things. Yeah, no, I love that background. I didn't, I didn't know that about the handwriting and all that. So that, that's really cool. Uh, just what, what would be one quick piece of advice that you would give to a young creative person that they feel like they've got gifts that God has given them. They're not quite sure how to use them. Maybe they feel intimidated or inadequate. They may be dealing with feelings of comparison. Maybe those are things you've dealt with. I know for me as a creative person, as a writer, even as a podcaster, I, I've definitely struggled with that. And I've talked about that plenty on the show and written about it plenty in my own outlets. But uh, what advice would you give to somebody that maybe was in your shoes, you know, where you were five, 10 years ago, and they're wanting to, to forge a similar path and use the skills that God has given them, but they're just not quite sure if they're capable or if they're not sure, quite sure how to forge that path. What advice would you have for them? I would just say like continue to seek mentors that can pour into you and ask the questions. There's no dumb question. And I, and I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it weren't for my photography teacher in high school and my manager at Liberty and all these other creatives that I've worked with where they have gone before you and you just ask the questions and be bold and confident and also be okay to fail. Like, I look back at work I did six months ago and I think it looks absolutely terrible. (laughs) But knowing that like, if you're continually forcing yourself to grow and learn and never get to a place where you're like, oh, I'm too, I'm too old to learn anymore. Or I know it all now. When you get to a place where you feel like, oh, I know it all now, you failed yourself because I can always learn. And like, I have learned from some of our interns that we have and I hope I continue to learn from mentors and interns and anything in between because you want to constantly grow. And so when you look at where someone else has been, you don't know what it took for them to get there or how many times they failed or how many things that they created that went nowhere. And all it took was one person to see that. And then, oh, okay, like this is the next step and keep moving forward. And it takes a lot of failures to get some successes. And even in my own story, I ended up going from a job at University of Maryland D1 athletic team to working at Starbucks, quite honestly, for a couple months with my master's. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like, okay, Lord, like, what are you teaching me? Like, is my identity too much in what I'm doing that I've forgotten why I'm doing it. Um, and be okay with where the Lord has you and what he's teaching you, but also just be bold and confident to ask the questions and humble enough to receive the responses from that. Yeah. 
That's really great. I, I appreciate you sharing all this. Uh, and to, to finish up, I have a couple more questions just real quick. The yeah. name of the show is called In No Hurry. And you mentioned something earlier about how like a key to your success is just kind of slowing down and not going too fast. Just in life, whenever things get really crazy, um, what, what are some things that you do to slow down and just kind of relax and recenter yourself with God? Prayer. <laughs> Prayer yeah. and journaling. Um, because there's so many times I love filling the gaps with more things to do, more freelance, more activities. And when I get to a point where I'm so overwhelmed and overbooked and I don't even know where to start, I just have to stop and be like, okay, Lord, like, what do I need to do next? Like, give me strength to get through this. Um, give me wisdom on how to navigate this and also wisdom, how to not do this to myself again in the future. And then journaling has been a huge thing for me over the past, like, I want to say like three or four months of taking a time. I have it on my calendar every Thursday for an hour, music only, no distractions, phone on do not disturb, computer shut, and just journal everything that you are thinking and feeling and going through and ideas and plans and anything. And it is hard for an hour straight to sit there and write and journal, but it is so worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I I was in a really good habit in January of journaling every day and walking after work every day. And then I just, we had a bad week of weather and I kind of flew out of my rhythms and, and it's been hard to get back onto it, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, okay. I should have looked this up before we talked and I just, it just dawned on me as we were talking, but you do something every year around the holidays. That's like kind of a, um, a, cha a charity. I, I don't, you do it's like a photo pop-up thing. I describe what that is. I should yeah. have all the details. I've seen you post about it and it seems really cool. And I wanted to give you a chance here to mention it. And if people want to support it, uh, how can they do that? Yeah. So it's called the Christmas studio. It's a nonprofit event that offers free family photos for families that typically can't afford them. Mm. Uh, how many times have I said that? <laughs> But it it all started basically in the world of sports where I had enough moms say, wow, I've never had a photo this nice of my son before, whether he's like playing or it's for media day or whatever. Um, and it's like framed in my house and made me stop and think like, how much do I take for granted that in my world, nice photography is everywhere. There's, I mean, I have a million photographer yeah. friends I get up, you know, um, but how important those memories are. And so back in 2019, we started that, um, literally just texted a bunch of people that I knew that were vendors in the wedding world. And they just said, yes, which was looking, even looking back now, I'm just like, how did you say yes? I had no examples. I had no idea what I was doing. And we served about, I think 80 something families that that's really that cool. Season. Um, 2020, we had to scale back. We were going to go in six cities and then only did two. Um, 2021, we did three different cities and we'll, or 2020, sorry, excuse me. 2021, we uh, skipped. My mom got diagnosed uh, with a fatal disease. Um, and then my wedding was also that year. So there was just a lot going on. Right. Um, she unfortunately passed this past May. So those photos and memories mean a lot more than they ever did before. Yeah. Um, even in 2019, I had no idea that she would be diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease a year and a half later and then pass not even a year after that. Um, and so this year kind of just was even more special to be able to do it in three cities. 
And hopefully, Lord willing, uh, we can figure out how to sustain it for this coming year. Um, hopefully be doing it in all three cities that we did it last year and then hopefully adding a few more. Um, but it's free. Like we, they come, it's an entire experience, get hair and makeup done. Um, we offer them photos. We offer them usually like coffee and treats. Um, some places we had full out catering this year and it's all free. <laughs> There's no catches. They get a print when they go home and they also get a, um, get a gallery later on. So it's the, the Christmas org is the, the website. That's really cool. I know we're still several months out from, from Christmas, but I'll put the link to that in the show notes. So people can bookmark yeah. that. Thanks for sharing all that. That's really cool. And especially the, the part about your mother, I lost my mother when I was 14. Um, so that, that, that part is, I understand how, how hard that is, but just for you personally, uh, where can people connect with you if they want to check out your work, uh, and also check out sportspectrum.com. but, but where else can they find you on social media if they want to, and where can they check out your work? Yeah. So if you want more of the uh, editorial and sports, it's uh, leahrachel.com. So leah-rachel.com. Um, all my links to my sh- socials are in there. And for anything weddings or anything more uh, couples, family sessions is gaudiumphotography.com. Cool. All right. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining me and for sharing all this. It was really fun catching up with you. Thanks, Cole. I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, many thanks to my friend Leah for joining me on the show this week. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing her story. Definitely check out sportspectrum.com and subscribe to the magazine if you haven't, especially if you've got a young one who is really into sports and you're looking for some quality sports and faith content. I'm very proud of the work that we do both with the website and with the magazine and obviously our podcast network as well. And Leah is a big part of all of that check that out check out her on social media and her website and if you're in the area where you can support the christmas studio would definitely encourage you to do that because that's such a cool thing that she does but that's all from me this week i would love to connect with you if we are not already connected on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at cole claiborne and on facebook i am at Cole Douglas Claiborne, so you can check me out on any of your preferred social media websites. I would also love for you to check out my personal website, coleclaiborne.com, and you can also subscribe to my Substack newsletter. All of the links to that are in the show notes. Hope you all have a great week. Hope you find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. We'll catch you next time.